Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. On DAB+, online, via the TalkSport app, and on your smart speaker, this is Talk Wrestling on TalkSport 2. And welcome to the first edition of Talk Wrestling in 2022. Thanks so much to all TalkSport listeners that have come back to the fabled wrestling podcast right here on TalkSport. It is I, Alex McCarthy, welcoming you into the new year and, more importantly, Royal Rumble slash WrestleMania season. Uh, Very excited to see it get underway. Of course, this is the pre-Royal Rumble podcast. Thank you to everyone joining us once again here on Talk Wrestling. As I've said, I am Alex McCarthy, but alas, Will Gavin is not alongside me today. He's a busy man. That's the reason we're so goddamn infrequent. Not because Will's but just pinning it on Will here. Uh, me as well, but we couldn't all line it up. But I have a great replacement. He's in chumming at the bit to usurp one of us. I know it. It is Simon Miller. How are you, my brother? It's true. Every night I go to bed with a, with a master plan about <laughs> how I can knock one of you off. I'm like, which one's going to be easier? I'm good, thanks, my friend. How are you? I'm very good, and I was delighted. I was delighted when the news dropped, but delighted even more so to see it play out this weekend. Simon Miller in progress. You, you were the uh, host. You were right there in London, my friend. Uh, how was it? It's, the whole thing is ridiculous. Like I keep saying to everyone, this was not on my expected 2022 list you know, in, in any kind of capacity. So to get the call and to be asked and just to have, quite frankly, a really nice day. <laughs> it was just so nice. Everyone backstage was lovely. The fans there, because I'm not going to lie, right? I, I had a slight bit of trepidation that maybe I'll go out there and everyone will be like, it's the YouTube. Uh-huh. <laughs> it, was, it was the complete opposite. It was very, very welcoming, like I say. And yeah, I feel very humbled to be a part of it. It's it's cool because um, I know Lee McAteer well. He the, the new one of the new co-owners of Progress. Um, he used to run Wrestling Travel, um, and he called me when he was going to be taken over. It wasn't official yet, but he was in talks and he he was bouncing some stuff my way. And one of the things he did say was, "I think I'm going to get Simon." Um, I don't think he'd actually asked you yet, but because I, I, I messaged you, didn't I? But I can't. I think you already knew. Um, and, and, and uh, he said, and I just, I was like, that's such a great idea. And I actually said, um, 
are you gonna you gonna get him to wrestle he was like well you know we'll see we'll see and then alas i saw some disrespect from one of today's guests on the show simon that's right that's right one mr anthony agogo not only stole my mic from me but called me phil mitchell which <laughs> as i said as i said on the night and i'll say again phil mitchell is a long-running beloved character Legend. in a very successful television show it is not an insult on no. any levels but no yeah he did he did show me some disrespect and look i've got a lot of time for anthony gogo i think he is flying the flag literally and figuratively yeah. for, uh, for british wrestling at the moment however there, there's got to be a line so all i'll say is like there's a load of fun stuff lined up in the future i think that's that's kind of the the you know my, my take on it and actually the best thing about you did send me a, a message mentioning it all and i think we can talk about this now because it really really yeah. did make me laugh now the reason I didn't get back to you is because I'm terrible with DMs. We've had this conversation. <laughs> but when I did get it, I have been told under pain of death, you can't talk about this with anyone. <laughs> so I remember reading your message going, I don't know what to do. <laughs> because clearly he's in the know, right? Clearly he's part of it. But I had been told, like, literally, if you tell, like, your mum, we're going to come around and beat the crap out of you. So I was like... But thankfully, I'm so bad at DMs, I forgot. And then by the time I remembered to reply, I was like, oh, yeah, it's already come out now, so it doesn't matter. But it did it did really make me laugh. But no, like Lee, Martin, uh, James, and everybody involved, they've been, they've been so nice, and I'm really excited to see what's going to happen. And like I say, I think there's going to be some fun things down the line. Uh, Martin, is it Best? Is that his Martin surname? Best, best. Yeah, yeah. and James Amder. I've, James, of course, was involved with Progress prior to this arrival, so he's one of the names that carries over. Very excited. I mean, I've always had a lot of time for James too. So good guy, uh, all of them, good guys. It seems seems like a great setup. I'm excited to see what progress can do, man. That's exciting. But it's funny um, <laughs> you say I'm, I'm a sneaky man, Simon. I know these things. Okay, Dude, you're good I, at your job. That's what I it sleuth. is. You're good at your job. I sleuth. <laughs> um, but without further ado, man, let's get some wise words from the man Anthony Agogo himself. Man, we were talking about the feud with Cody. Obviously, Cody very recently said he regretted. The promo, I got Anthony's thoughts on that, working for Tony Khan, being able to wrestle in front of a UK crowd as a Brit for the first time. Of course, his career started in the pandemic. So here is Anthony Agogo. Welcome back to Talk Wrestling here on Talk Sport. And we do have an esteemed guest in the house today. Not a first-time guest, by the way. He was on before he decided to wrestle on these shores. But after his surprise... Entrance, appearance at Progress Wrestling last night. Anthony Agogo is in the house. How are you, my man? Mate, thank you for a stellar introduction. I'm good, mate. I'm good. I'm missing my eye. I'm back home. I, uh, I knocked somebody out last night. Mate, life is good. Life is good. That's what you do, brother. That's what you do. Uh, li listen, let's jump right into that progress, right? Because, of course, we've all loved your journey from Stella Boxer into professional wrestling but what a lot of people might not take a second to think about is it's all happened really during a pandemic you haven't had the chance to be working in england you've been doing it with AEW in the states so first of all man how did it feel to be in front of a british crowd to to have your craft you know the pop all of that great stuff oh man it's unbelievable is that like hats off the progress wrestling they put on a, a an amazing show last night uh, from, from top to bottom. It was extremely professional. Um, the fans were rabid. <laughs> the fans were, they were so hot. They were so, they, they were amazing. Again, like all credit to those boys and girls who showed up last night in their, in their droves. It was great, mate. It was fantastic. Um, 
Well, music hit, and I can't use my AEW music because of licensing and, 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 and whatever. Um, so we made up like a different song. We had the Big Ben chimes at the beginning, which is, is my thing. Yeah, that's my that's my Austin like glass smashing or the rock yeah. if you smell of Big Ben chimes. And at first, it's like, oh, who's that? Because the music is unrecognizable. Then I stepped out. My the place, the place blew the roof off the place. It, it was it was unbelievable. It was really really good. Um, yeah, man. So I was I was chuffed to bits. But you're right. Listen, mate. Like my whole career has been during the pandemic, and like I, you know, I, I went to the US in February 2020 to start my training. Never really taken a bump before. Um, start training in February 2020. I was there for three weeks. I came back because COVID happened, because nobody knew what what COVID was, and COVID came back. I thought I'll go back for a couple of weeks and kind of lie low. Back for six months. I couldn't get back out to the US. Yeah. I got back out eventually in the September. I was training week on week off because I was training for the week, then at TV for the week, you know, in Jacksonville during the pandemic era. And then I wrestled a few months later, like in a massive high profile match with Cody. And then I had some visa issues, had to come back again for, for five months. So my career's been really stop, start, stop, start, stop, start. It's been really, really frustrating. But now, as hopefully things begin to kind of lift and normalize somewhat. Uh, now there should be no stopping me on both sides of the uh, Atlantic. Is that all sorted then, visa-wise? You're all good? Yeah, so yeah, so I wrestled Cody, uh, May 30th, double or nothing. And then, long, oh, I'll try to condense it, but long story <laughs> short, I lost my passport. My passport got stolen, right? And then I had to, like, I had to, my US visa that was in, obviously in my passport, I had to report that lost or stolen. I got a new passport, I had no US visa in it. And the only way, it's so backwards, man. The only way to get a US visa, you've got to leave America, go to an embassy outside of America, uh, get your passport stamped and come back. And we thought that'd take a few weeks. So I've come back to London to get my passport stamped. And then um, the few weeks, because every embassy on the planet had been shut for COVID, yeah. a few weeks turned into nine months. And I was stuck in England for, I was stuck in England for, for nine months. I, I couldn't get back. And then, I worked really hard and the AW team, we worked really hard. We found an appointment in, in Brussels but in September. Um, so I was lucky for four months. I had a little procedure done on my on my eye, which which needed doing anyway. But I thought, you know, at, at some point it would have to get done. So I thought, I'll kill two birds with one stone. I can't wrestle for the time being. So I'm stuck in England. Uh, I couldn't even train. So I thought I'll you know, I'll get I'll get the eye done. Um and and yeah, then I had to sit and wait and, and twiddle my thumbs and watch as AW signed superstar after superstar. And as well, as, I don't say superstar like the other players say superstar. I'm talking megastars, you know, CM Punk, uh, Brian Danielson, Adam Cole, stars of the business, stars yeah. of mainstream. And I had to sit and watch and, and twiddle my thumbs on the sofa at one in the morning watching Dynamite because I couldn't get back there. But, you know, I finally got back there. So my career's been very stop, start, stop, start. But I'm back. 100% fit, 100% eager to impress and show the world just how good I, I can be and will be. Yeah, I was about to say, because you have been working since sort of like December, January. I'm not sure when, I think those tapings are pretty close together, right? But the last couple of months, you've been back in the ring. And I remember, mm -hmm. um, so I spoke to Lee McAteer, of course, one of the co-owners of the new Progress Venture. Uh, and he had mentioned that you were somebody that he wanted to get uh, over. Oh, wow. so when you first got the call... How excited were you to not only come and wrestle in Britain, but progress too, which is like a pillar of what British wrestling has been for the past few decades. Um, you know, how excited were you to, to get the call? Yeah, man, I was thrilled, mate. I was thrilled. Firstly, thrilled that you know, the guys see me as 
a future star, which I certainly see myself as a future megastar. As I said, I mentioned those names before. There's no reason why I can't get to that level. I've been doing this for uh, for for two years now, but in those two years, I've had big six months off, but four months off. So I've been really training for a little over a year. Yeah. And I think I'm the most accomplished rookie in the world. Like you put me in the ring with anybody, I'll have a good match with anybody. Um, you know, and I think that's testament to my my training team, QT Marshall, uh, my own work ethic and ability. Um, so I was really thrilled that, you know, it wasn't just a self-opinion <laughs> that I think I'm great or I can be great. I'm glad that the guys at Progress um, can see that in me as well. I think they can see that I've got a little twinkle in my eye, um, determined to be great and determined to achieve the things in my wrestling career that injury prevented me from achieving in my boxing career. And yeah, mate, really happy the guys pulled me up. And as I said at the beginning, I cannot speak highly enough of progress from everything, from every conversation we've had, um, emails we've had, the correspondence has been top-notch. Um, I was even things like, and I didn't even think of this, obviously like Brit Rest has been through a tricky time the last couple of years. Even things like the progress the progress guys, they they offer counselling to any person that um, appears on one of their shows, which I think is unbelievable. You know, in this era that we're in, the pandemic, the whole COVID thing, the last couple of years, Brit Rest and what's come out, you know, the fact that you know, these guys like support and actually really care about you know, the guys that they're, they're signing is is very similar to what Tony Khan does in AEW. Like he really, they really, really care about their athletes. You know, we are we are people first, wrestlers second, and I think I'm really proud that you know progress uh, at the forefront of that over here in the UK. Yeah, I know for a fact um, that that you know, particularly through the pandemic, and then obviously coming out and speaking out, they they've been paying thousands to all of their talent to make sure that they get the counselling and the help and the support that they need. So mm. progress absolutely should be celebrated for that. Mm. Um, you know, the other thing as well with that is um, when the call comes over. I, I think a lot of people the added element of surprise is because progress have had this ongoing deal with WWE, which they still do on the network. Uh, so it was very cool to get like an AEW star as it were over and working in with, um, with progress. So t- what, you know, did, do you speak to Tony Khan before this happens? And is he like, yeah, man. Go yeah. Listen, yeah. Listen, Tony Khan, um, I think other than being the best, the best boss in the world, you know, like, you know, I, you know, I don't want to kind of like divulge too much, but my, my grandmother passed away a few months ago and I was really, really, really sad. Sorry. And I said to Tony and I've been away for a while. I've been in England for a while because the visa thing, and then I just got back. The day after I got back to America, my, my, my nan passed away. We are really close, really close family. And I'm, I went to Tony a few days later to listen. I've, I've got to go back and sort the funeral out and help out my family, my mum, my sisters. And he almost started crying because he cares so much. Like He was like is almost as emotional as I was, you know. And he said, listen, go home, take as much time as you need. But like, just come back whenever you're ready. I came back, there's some flowers from AW waiting for me on the doorstep. They really care about the athletes. I can't speak high enough and they care, right? And and Tony, Tony gets ready. I've been being a, a tremendous bloke. He, he gets wrestling. He, he understands it, you know, and he understands the fact that I've had 10 matches in my entire life. Yeah. Um, he understands that, you know, in AEW, we have, the, in my opinion, and I think most people's opinion, the best roster in the world. We've got the best roster, you know, in the world particularly the men's division, man, they're stacked. And, like, TV, to get on TV, to get on elevation and dark is really hard. I mean, like, it's, it's you know, when you go to, we, we tape in Orlando, go to Orlando and see, like, Brian Danielson's on, like, on dark, it's like, mate, like, <laughs> he's probably the best wrestler in the world, 
He is. I think he's, he's, a, he's a mind amount much more of all wrestlers of all time. He's unbelievable. He's a mind. And then, like, you're competing with him, not just on, on TV, but on, on a YouTube show. So, like, I think Tony, Tony understands that in my career, I'm at the very beginning of my career still, and I need reps. And uh, to get reps, he lets certain people do independent bookings because it's good to case, you know, stay close to the fans and kind of keep that kind of, you know, that int- intimacy. But also, it's important to get reps in. Like myself, who's very new still, I need to get my reps in. I need to get better and better and work and work and work. And because that's tough, at TV and on YouTube, it's great for me to come over here and learn and learn. I don't want to say character because when I'm in the ring, I'm me, 100% me. But it's good to just learn more about myself in that in that situation. So I'm very thankful that Tony and, and Christopher Daniels allowed me to, you know, partake in, in progress and the other stuff. Like I don't I don't care about what, what network I'm on, what channel I'm on. I just want to wrestle and get good, you know, and, and progress. They, they're the biggest, you know, company in, in the UK. And I want my talents to be seen by as many people as possible. So um, that means performing a progress and happy days. So us as English fans can get our hopes up that we'll see you again in progress. Well, listen, mate, speak to, speak to <laughs> Lee McIntyre, speak to the, speak to, speak to Bestie, speak to the boys and see, um, let, let's see. But yeah, hopefully, mate, like as I said, I want to keep performing and, at some point, when COVID allows, AEW, we're going to come to the UK. Yeah. We're going to set out some massive arena. And you know, it's important for me to, you know, everyone knows I'm a very proud Brit, right? I'm a very proud Brit. And I always have been, always will be to my dying day. When I'm in America, I can't wait to get back home. I've got, I've got uh, the Ed Sheeran, the London Town song over and over <laughs> and over in my head when I'm stuck in, in, in the States. Um, I love coming back. So to perform in front of the British fans is important to me. And when we come back on a, on a massive scale, filling out some arena or some football stadium, I want the fans to know that I care about British wrestling and I care about uh, you know Britain and get the, get the reaction that I got last night. Yeah, man. Uh, so listen, I just want to quickly touch on a few things before I know I have to let you go here. One of them being, you know, you spoke about the Cody thing earlier. Um, I'm so excited to see you on that big stage, get your shine. You know, I'm a big fan. And it was, um, but it's funny that Cody said recently that he really personally regrets the promo, right? You know, everyone talked about the promo that he came out with. But in his own words, he said that he wishes that he'd done it differently and maybe hadn't made it the way he did. Um, do you have any really thoughts on on looking back on that feud at all and the way it came out? I know a lot of people were disappointed that you lost, right? That's one thing, but... As was, as was I. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but I'm a winner. I'm a winner in life. I mean, like, I get knocked down seven times. I stand up eight times. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm gutted when I lost the boxing, when I lose the wrestling. I was, I was, I was devastated. And, and you know, when I get in the ring, it's real. Everything I do is real. I'll go in there with like a real mean intention. So when I got pinned, you know, in Jacksonville, hurt man, really, really hurt. Um, I don't want it to happen again. I've been working my 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 ass off to to get good, so it doesn't happen again. But but the feud, I mean, listen, I I said it before. I said it on dark, like when I was commentating on dark months before I even debuted. I genuinely think Cody is the best wrestler in the world. I think he's you know I said it at the time then he he's one of the best wrestlers in the world alongside Brian Danielson, alongside Kenny Omega, alongside Pac, uh, Ray Phoenix. He's right up there for me. Um, as one of the best wrestlers in the world so the sharing of him 
in, in my first real match. I mean, I knocked out some guy in 10 seconds. I had a quick match with another guy. Um, so my first real match at Wrestle Cody Rhodes at the pay-per-view, double or nothing. And um, yeah, we, we had a really good match. And we had, you know, there's, there's a lot of difficulty around that. The personal stuff, I had I lost the visa thing. All that stuff was going on. I was getting stressed out about. Um, yeah, it was, it was, I just spent a, a night in hospital because I had some dodgy food from a woman. <laughs> From a, from a petrol station in, in America which closed my throat up I was allergic to something up in, in there and oh. I was like I had to go to hospital because I couldn't breathe that man was horrible it was naughty and then like I was panicking about my health insurance it's a nightmare it was an absolute nightmare <laughs> but from a personal standpoint but from a professional standpoint I was very proud of the work that Cody Knight did he is so so good at what he does um, and he's one of those guys where it's like a bit like a Claude McAuley in football for any football fans out there like, I remember when Remember when Chelsea sold McAuley? No, sorry, when Real Madrid sold McAuley to Chelsea, yeah. all the, Zidane, all the top of the Madrid players were saying, why have you sold him? He's so good. Like, he's so good. Yeah, yeah. He was like, he, 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 makes the, the, he makes the whole thing tick. He, like, he makes, he's the heartbeat of the team. He doesn't maybe do as, as flashy things as Zidane will do or score the goals that Raul will score, but he's so good. And Cody's a bit like that, I think. He's obviously a polarising figure. But it's not until you kind of get in the ring of him and just see how good he is, what he does, and you know. And, and what I like about Cody, I liked it when I was a fan pre getting in the business, but he's got a nasty streak in him. And unfortunately, that night, I was, I was on the receiving end of that. He tried to rip my shoulder out of the socket because he knew I had a discount shoulder in the past, so I could told him in confidence. <laughs> um, he had butted me in my bad eye, you know, I had a bad eye. But he wanted, like myself, he wanted to get the win. He wanted to win, right? And I, I like that about him. I like people with that like devilish streak in them. You know, I love how Brian Danielson kicks the face off people because he wants to win so much. I love that, you know? Yeah. It's not all about like, you know, wrist locks and hammer locks. Sometimes you'll kick somebody in the head or punch them in the head. And uh, I like people that aren't afraid. Or stick, or stick your head on somebody's head. I like how people aren't afraid to do that. Listen, but we had, listen I, I, I had a great time with, 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 with Cody. We had a great match. Um, I think his promos are the best promos in wrestling right now in terms of the way he delivers his promos. Love his cadence. Um, prior to kind of like turning on him, I was forever wanted to learn from him and, and learn how he does his promos. They're, they're great. I think he said himself, some of the things maybe he alluded to probably in hindsight wasn't the best to allude to. But that's the wonderful thing about hindsight. You know, we live, we learn, we, we make mistakes and we get better. So as a professional wrestler, I, I don't particularly like him much as a person. Um, but as a professional wrestler, I cannot you know, commend him um, enough. Yeah, and his promo killed last week on that note. And also, oh, mate. I'm just, mate, I'm, I, I'm just loving I it. Start... Claude McAuley. <laughs> yeah, I'm just loving it. Which, 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 listen, it's a massive compliment because Claude McAuley is. is the only person in my lifetime as a footballer that had a position named after him, the McAuley role. I remember, like, I remember before, like, I remember pre-McAuley, nobody, nobody wanted to play hold in midfield. That's the worst position on the pitch. <laughs> on, on, up front and score goals. And he came in and, and made a role fashionable. And yeah. listen, he was, you know, to, but his promo last week, Cody's promo last week, I actually snuck, put my hood up, hood up and my hat on and my mask on. And I, I wasn't on the card, so I went out in, in among, amongst, the, amongst the mugs in the crowd, amongst the spectators. <laughs> and I sat, and I sat and watched again amongst the scumbags. And I was like, wow, man, there's promo a couple of times made me kind of go tingle a little bit. And I was like, that's that is the uh, that's the yardstick on, on promo ability, I think, in this day and age, what he does, you know, on a on a on a regular basis. 
It's, yeah, it was masterful. Absolutely. Um, a couple more, man. One I want to talk about is, you know, I know QT is a guy who's trained you a lot, uh, but speaking to a lot of AW talent, man, there's, there's such a, a rich, vast array of knowledge backstage. You know, even if like, you know, Jericho lent some wisdom, you've got Dean Malenko, you know, like a Jerry Lynn, I know Britt Baker was talking about, like, Jesus Christ, there is such a tapestry of knowledge and talent there. Um, is there anybody, you know, since you've been back over the past couple of months, is there anyone you've been able to kind of lean on? I, you know, I'm sure even a bit of time with Brian Danielson backstage or, or Punk or anyone is, is amazing, but is there anybody you've been working a bit closer with, perhaps? Um, all those names, all those aforementioned names. I've spoken to, I've spoken to uh, every single person who said then in, in, at length. And I'm, I'm a sponge. I'm very early in my development, as, as I've said a couple of times. So I want to learn as much as possible. And all these guys know more than me because they've done it for way longer than me. And I'd be a fool not to want to like speak to them and pick their brains. Yeah. However, Jerry Lynn, Jerry Lynn, you mentioned Jerry. We have breakfast every Wednesday morning together. We, we, have, we, have, <laughs> we have breakfast club. It's just me and him. Uh, and occasionally somebody else will come and join along. Um, and we'll just talk wrestling and talk stuff. And I was teaching Jerry Lynn about, I was teaching Jerry Lynn, he was teaching me about some wrestling stuff. And after that, I was telling him about Teach them about Boris Johnson and the government, and then <laughs> and how Eng- and how England, how England and Scotland united in 1707 became Great Britain, and, and I gave him a little history lesson. He said to me, he really, really enjoyed it. Same again next week. So yeah, Jerry is someone I really um, value his opinion. Um, Sanjay as well. Sanjay, he's a that, yeah. Son, mate, he's so good. And I'll be very honest, I wasn't too familiar with his work. Uh, prior to him coming on board AEW well, I've had the pleasure and, and the great thing about YouTube you can kind of like everything lives forever now and yeah. I've gone back and watched a lot of his stuff and mate, he was so good and like myself he's a snappy dresser always dressed in lines backstage and always happy to kind of like you know impart wisdom if anyone's around to listen so yeah someone I really um, really like and also Paul White as well Paul White he's been around the block so many times and He's yeah, he's everyone like everyone there like you know, Mark Henry. Everyone's just really, really knowledgeable and kind, and everyone cares about AEW so much. We want to take us forward and forward, and everyone wants to help, and they're all pulling in the right direction. So it's just I'm very, very proud to be part of the team. Paul White's got a million stories, isn't he? Poor <laughs> million and one. <laughs> Every interview I get with him, it's like oh, we're running late. Good like just guys yeah. stories for days. Uh, finally, man, and this is a. Uh, Boxing related, actually, since your expertise is here in front of me, I want to get some thoughts. Joshua stepping aside, Anthony, what are your thoughts on that? Because logically, I mean, if he gets 15 mil and then a shot at the winner of the undisputed fight, it's business sense, isn't it? I, I don't know. So listen, I'll be very honest with you. I try to, my my, my divorce from boxing is very bitter. Um, right. No, boxing got all the money. Boxing got the kids. Boxing got the <laughs> yeah. car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boxing got my left eye. So I don't, um, <laughs> I don't like keep, you know, my eye on it. My one good eye on it as much as I used to. Uh, so tell me what's happened. What's happened? So Joshua has the contracted uh, obligation to face Usyk in a rematch, right, to get his world titles back. But Fury and Usyk would like to make an undisputed title match, and in uh, in order to do so. Joshua needs to be paid to step aside. The Telegraph are reporting that Joshua is ready to take 15 million. That's apparently on the table and he would 
presumably face the winner of the matchup between Usyk and Fury. So if Anthony Gogo is in that spot, what, what do you do? My what? Well, no, 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 no. Don't, don't, don't take that, take that comment away. I won't step aside. Like if I was in that spot, I'm not stepping aside. I'm fighting for the belts back. I'm just going to beat. I've just been beat by somebody. There you go, but that's a good answer. However, however, Joshua, let me be very honest, mate, he's the the luckiest man in the world. Not only was he born six foot six, ripped ripped to shreds and a good looking bugger, he's been paid 50 million pounds to not fight the guy that bashed him up last time. That would beat him again the same way. He's been 50 million quid. Like, you know, I think he's got a hope. 50 million pounds to not fight the guy that beat you up last time. Like, I mean, I'm surprised it was that much because, like, you know, Usyk is unreal. I think he outboxed Joshua. I, I called it before. I thought, you know, I thought he'd either outbox him or Joshua would catch him at some point. I think Usyk showed everyone how good he was. I've watched him since, since I've seen him grow since 2006. Me and Usyk won the, on the amateur scene together, yeah. um, you know, winning medals and tournaments around the world. Um, I think Fury. If Fury boxes Usyk, it's a very different fight because Fury's so awkward and so gangly and big and long and much bigger than Usyk. It's a trickier fight for Usyk. I don't know who's going to win that one. I haven't thought about it too much. But I think Joshua's best bet, you know, to win belts back is to is is, is Fury beats Fury beats uh, Usyk. Then Joshua, I think Joshua stands a better chance beating Fury, although I don't think he will. If they if they're, if they're both at their best, I think Fury Fury wins that fight. But Joshua, in my opinion, has got a better chance of beating Fury than he has beaten Usyk. So to get paid pay 15 mil to not fight the guy that's beating you up, mate, <laughs> mate, if you don't take that, don't take that, then you, you need your head tested. Um, so <laughs> I follow the logic, mate. I follow it. I mean, I'd, I'd be taking the 15 mil in a heartbeat, but yeah. I would never get those decisions, unfortunately. But nonetheless, Anthony Agogo, thank you very much for your time today, my man. Uh, this has been a long time coming since our last chat. Delighted to see you performing on British Shores. I'm going to make sure I'm there in person next time it happens, I tell you. Uh, good luck to you, my friend, and uh, safe travels back to America. And I'll be seeing you on AWTV shortly, I assume. Thank you, mate. Take care. Thank you, Alex. All the best. All the best. Yes, thank brother. you. Wonderful stuff from Anthony Agogo there. But as much as we love progress, as much as we love AEW, we're going to swiftly turn our attention to Royal Rumble season. That's right. It's Royal Rumble this Saturday. God, that's good, isn't it? A Saturday night pay-per-view. I love I, uh, I, I, I much prefer it. I do, Simon. I don't. I don't. Really? Because I, no, because I was a lucky guy that got... I get to review wrestling shows for a living. So waking up on a Monday and your job is review a wrestling show is wonderful. And yeah. now it takes my Sunday away. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't mind. Either way is fine. It's all good. Robin, Robin, guys, I was about to say something else. And I realize I'm on a national pod. <laughs> anyway, um, so moving into the Rumble, let's talk about the card itself. Because I must say in living memory, Simon, this is one of the most stacked cards I can recall when we're talking Absolutely. world title fights on a Royal Rumble. The Royal Rumble itself, I, I'm always drawn to it. Always, right? I, I mean, WrestleMania is the big dog, but to me, the Royal Rumble match, there's just something great about that and wanting to know who that magical winner is going to be, but the surprise entrance as well. We'll get into all of that with those Royal Rumble matches to main event this show. But let's talk about the title matches on the card at the moment, because the two world titles, 
Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns for the uh, W. No, what am I talking about? Brock Lesnar <laughs> and Bobby Lashley. I'm getting ahead of myself. They do fight a lot, to be fair. They, they do. do. They do. <laughs> Finally, though, Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley. Okay, WWE title. And then we've got Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins for the Universal title. You guys are going to hear it shortly, what Seth Rollins has got to say about a lot of things. But it is safe to say this is not what we were meant to be getting. Now, no. as far as pivots go, I'm bloody happy at what we're getting, Simon, because Lashley Lesnar, first time ever, old Shield buddies, Reigns and Rollins. The reason I pose this to you as like two in one is because there are several theories out there that one might affect the other and one might go and win the Rumble. Do you subscribe to that notion? I can see it happening. And I think that's why it's so exciting. And I think the best word you use there is pivot. WWE is really good when their backs are against the wall. Now, obviously, Normally, yeah. I would rather I would rather Roman Reigns had never have gotten COVID, obviously. I mean, I don't wish that on anybody. <laughs> but the fact that it's resulted in this, I think, is better than what they probably did have planned. Like, that's just, you know, how I see it. I'm not sure what else they could have had in their back pockets that's better than these two matches. And yes, surely that's how you get to Lesnar versus Reigns, number 742, <laughs> is that you pick one to keep their belt, you choose the other one to lose their belt, they go into the Rumble, and I'm fine with that. Like, it's, I understand that, you know, of course, I'd love a Big E to win a Rumble. I'd be quite cool if Austin Theory won the Rumble. Like, I think one of the things we've never really taken advantage of with the Rumble is having an out-of-nowhere guy go, wait, I've done it. But I'm more into stories and I'm more into narrative. And if this serves WrestleMania in the best possible way, I am going to be a happy chap. But again, you've already hit the nail on the head. Lashley versus Lesnar. Never thought we were going to get it. Now we're getting it. Just beat the crap out of each other. I'll be happy. And Rollins versus Roman Reigns, two of WWE's biggest assets. I think we should use this to send Seth on his way to being a good old good guy babyface again. And, you know, Roman's existing in his own little world now anyway. Like he has achieved the stardom WWE has wanted him to. I, I don't think you can lose. I don't think it matters if Roman Reigns loses. I think that helps Seth. I don't think it, if Bobby Lashley beats Brock Lesnar, I think there's going to be a lot of shenanigans and interference, but everyone's going to be cool if Roman and Brock win. But if Bobby beats Brock and then Seth beats Roman, they then level up their characters too. So it's, it's, it's exactly what wrestling booking should do. No losers, winners all round. But you have to predict it. What do you think is going to happen? I, I think that I think Seth Rollins will beat Roman Reigns. I think I'm going to go with that one. And I think, because it makes sense to me, right? I would love Bobby to beat Brock. But I think Brock retains. You do the belt switcheroo. They'll probably change the colors. I'll cry in a corner, but I'll get past it. <laughs> but I think Roman beating Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania is probably what WWE wants, right? Lesnar will go away. Roman's the man. So yeah, I, I would go with that way. But what say you? Well, let me add some context into what you just said. Because for those unaware, uh, and again, this is going off, different reports, mostly uh, inspired from Dave Meltzer, I believe. Seth Rollins was meant to win the four-way at day one, allegedly, before Brock Lesnar was inserted into the picture. Now, you have to think about Seth Rollins, if he is meant to be in that position. Presumably, the easiest way to get him back there is to beat Roman Reigns, if you're going to do Reigns versus Lesnar anyway. It's yeah. a long way around the houses to get back to what they wanted, <laughs> but... I can see the value in, in why they're doing it the way they are. Uh, and these, to me, are legitimately WrestleMania matchups that we're getting as two world title matches at the Royal Rumble. Now, if Rollins was to have won at day one, where is he heading at WrestleMania? If Reigns and Lesnar are already booked together, which I have to 
imagine they are. The Kevin Owens alliance is something that is in the background of my mind. Like, hmm, maybe Kevin Owens is going to win the Rumble. I'll get on to this later. But also Big E and his redemption back there. I don't know who are the closest people to Seth Rollins. Uh, when I asked him yesterday, who would he like to see the win the Rumble if he was the champion? He said he would love a challenger out of nowhere. Mentioned names like Chad Gable, like, you know, guys we all would love to see get their due. Um, he even mentioned Matt Riddle for those of us that love that beef when it was happening. Um, <laughs> but that, that is, that was playing on my mind. So if I had to pick which one will drop the title, I would assume it would be Roman because again, here's part B of what I was saying in terms of context. Apparently the plan was Lesnar was going to beat Roman at day one, right? Which, which actually shocked me. I, I just thought Reigns universal title reign was like, you know, never ending express. But if, <laughs> if he was meant to do that, presumably because Heyman came out the next night with, with Lesnar on raw, presumably Heyman would have come out at day one and screwed with Roman somehow. And Lesnar would have got the victory that way. Um, maybe they would have had Roman go through the rumble to get back to Lesnar. I, I don't know exactly how they would have done it originally, but our champions coming out of day one were meant to be, according to Dave Meltzer, Brock Lesnar, the universal champion, Seth Rollins, the WWE champion. You uh, Yeah. So if you really, it's just going to be the reverse of that, in my opinion, but at the Royal Rumble. Right. And I, yeah. I, I haven't confused people with this long trail of should have been, could have been, was meant to be. But, but I think, yeah, I think Seth wins at the Rumble over Roman. Not sure exactly how it happens. And I think that Lesnar retains over Lashley. Not entirely sure what WrestleMania looks like for Lashley after that. But in any event, I think the goal will be Lesnar and Reigns as the marquee matchup, although. Ronda Rousey might have something to say about that. We'll talk about it in a minute. Um, <laughs> and then uh, also you've got Seth Rollins facing the winner of the Royal Rumble. That would be my prediction. Uh, but without further ado, we've got 12 minutes of some sultry audio with the uh, drip gold himself, Seth Rollins. So let's get to some chat with Seth Rollins and he'll talk us through his past year with Edge Brock Lesnar being inserted in the chaos around that, the Moxley mentions in the build-up with Roman Reigns, and of course, WrestleMania season. First of all, thank you so much for joining us here on TalkSport in the UK. Very pumped for the Royal Rumble. Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, at titles on the line, universal title. Man, like, the electricity with you two together, it kind of feels like this has been a long time coming. We all know the history, but... How exciting is it to be, you know, on that big stage with Roman once more? Um, I guess there's no one more perfect for Seth Rollins in many ways. Yeah, I mean, this is a uh, a WrestleMania main event caliber match, no question. Um, I definitely think we're going to kick WrestleMania season off the right way with a bang. Uh, and I'll be the one taking the Universal Championship into WrestleMania, uh, which is exciting. So, uh, you know, it's a match. It's always going to be me and Roman. It's always going to come down to me and Roman. You know, we are uh, in many ways the top two stars in WWE in this generation. And um, I think fans have been clamoring for this match, especially, you know, with where both of us are at in our career paths. Um, and, you know, we didn't think we were going to get it, but now here we are. And like I said, it's a WrestleMania main event. So uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to the electricity at the Rumble. 
when you say you didn't think you were going to get it as well, is that a case of like timing uh, or that things were meant to play out differently? Like we know, obviously, that day one plans changed, but because uh, th- there seemed to be a couple of teasers last year that got me excited, um, but then ultimately, obviously, you moved to Raw. So is it a case of the stars just aligned at the right time, do you think? Yeah, aligned or misaligned. I don't know. You know what I mean? It depends <laughs> on how you look at it. So, um, yeah, you know, I was on SmackDown on the rise um, for a long time. Roman was beating tons of guys over there. Uh, you know, it seemed like month after month he was getting a new challenger and just putting them down. And, uh, you know, he was kind of clearing the way. And the only guy that he wasn't getting touched by was me. And whether that was by design or not, I don't know. But at the end of the day, I got traded to, or I drafted to Raw. Uh, moved over here, shifted my focus. And, uh, you know, because of the brand split, it was one of those things where we go, oh, it looks like we're not going to get the matchup that, uh, you know, the kind of the ultimate matchup of a top stars on SmackDown. But like you said, the stars aligned or misaligned as they uh, as they sometimes do here in WWE. And um, here we are at the Royal Rumble, you know, in St. Louis in front of tens of thousands of people. And we're about to have a WrestleMania caliber main event. I see as well, like a lot of fans have appreciated the fact that you've mentioned a lot of the Shield history, including Moxley by name. Did you think that that was important to, to uh, I guess for it's kind of rewarding for a lot of the fans that have followed the Shield for a long journey. I think. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's just an Easter egg, I think, for for some of the fans who've stuck around and enjoyed uh, our history and have followed us for years and stuff like that. It'd be very easy to tell the story of you know, the tribal chief versus the visionary, uh, our past years. Um, I mean, that's a simple story and that's obvious for everybody who watches on a weekly basis. But like I said, if you follow the industry and you pay attention and you know where we came from and you know, our history, you know, there was a third guy in the mix. And so, you know, I'm not going to sit here and ignore that history. I'm going to, I'm going to bring that up because I think that's important. And uh, I think people who care about that appreciate it. And so it's one of those things where, uh, you know, it was a, it was, there right on the tip of my tongue it made sense and so there it came you know i do want to touch on a couple of things as well that have led us to the royal rumble because i think the last time we did speak um sometime over a year ago now but we we had spoken about the prospect of edge and finally that got to play out this past year and i'm sure we can all agree how amazing it was from the first pay-per-view match madison square garden culminating in that amazing uh, bout at crown jewel was everything that you hoped for, man, because like you're, you're no stranger to great matches, but doing it with a legend, the amount of years that kind of led up to it, the, you know, the story, the, as you say, the Easter eggs that had been laid, it must've been so fulfilling when you did that third and final one. Yeah. I think it's one of those things where, um, you know, you kind of have in your mind the possibility, you know, seven years ago, it'd be like, ah, what if, you know, what if we could do this? What, what would it look like? And you, you know, you spend your free time daydreaming about it. And then, you know, you hear flashbacks to a few years ago and you hear, oh, wait, he's making a comeback. Uh, wow, this could be a real possibility. Uh, and then when it's, you know, right at your front door, you know, I think you're first, you're excited. Obviously, we wanted to make it as, as interesting and as memorable as possible because it was such a special uh, pairing. But at the same time, you know, you didn't want to screw it up because the expectations are so high. And it's very rare that you get a situation where the expectations are through the roof and you feel, uh, at least I feel like we got to exceed those expectations. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that, that doesn't happen very often, especially in 
just in modern wrestling today, I think people hype things up so much that, and this is just all entertainment, really, that the, the actual product ends up being disappointed just because you expect so much out of it. Whereas I do think that the story with Edge and I uh, actually exceeded a lot of expectations. And so I was really proud of that. And it's something when I look back on it, I think, uh, you know, in, in a, a decade or longer, uh, it'll be something that stands the test of time. And, and that's pretty cool. Can I? You just said as well at the front door. No pun intended. How much fun did you have visiting his house? Oh yeah, it was a blast, dude. It, it was uh, like I said, everything and, and more. It was really, really, really fun uh, to be able to go there and just, you know, have kind of a, a, a clean slate, a blank canvas to to do whatever I wanted and and uh, and just be weird, you know, just be just be <laughs> make it. You know, we 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 don't do offsite stuff like that, you know, aside from Reggie jumping around a playground occasionally. So. It's been a while since anybody's been to a grocery store, jumped in somebody's house or whatever, you know. So it was fun to kind of live in that that part of uh, wrestling lore as well. You know, you, you hop in there with the, the 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 weird outside shoot type stuff. Yeah, I, I thought it was awesome, man. Uh, speaking of things that were awesome, the uh, day one main event, although it was a pivot on the day, I thought was an amazing sprint as well. Um, just, it was just the chaos, man. It was was awesome. Uh, but for you, I mean, you're a pro's pro. It would be, be nothing to you to adjust. But Brock Lesnar ended the mix just hours before the event. Uh, you know, you and Brock together are always fantastic. But, I mean, how was that, man, trying to put something together so quick? And then again, turns out so great. Uh, yeah, you know, it is what it is. It, was, it definitely threw a wrench into everybody's plans. You know, it was, uh, I mean, COVID has thrown a wrench into the world for the last yeah. two and a half years or whatever it is now. So it's not like we're, you know, an exception here, obviously uh, with the Omicron variant, uh, it, it's highly transmissible. And, you know, I was fortunate enough and my wife and Roman as well. We were all fortunate enough to avoid it for quite some time, but you know, it catches up to all of us and it got us uh, and kept Roman out. And, and we, you know, the company felt like they needed to give the people what they paid for, uh, whether it's, uh, you know, the Peacock subscribers or, um, the, the live attendance, you know, we were sold out in Atlanta. And so, um, it, it was difficult. It was definitely difficult to go from a four way to a five way. And when that extra man is Brock Lesnar, uh, you know, that's, that's a lot to be accounted for. And so I was just happy that we were able to give people, uh, their money's worth and they felt like they weren't uh, gypped by losing the main event match. And hopefully they got an even better main event match than they were expecting. So, uh, it was a, it was a hell of a train wreck, a car crash, whatever you want to call it. But, um, you know, I was uh, happy to be a part of it. Man, it's a hell of a match. And then out of that, we've got you and Roman and Lesnar and Lashley, two matches that we might not have got had things gone the way they were meant to go. So, I mean, as long as everyone's healthy and we've got those matches, I, I can't complain. Um, but looking at the Rumble, there's obviously, you know, let's say you do beat Roman. You know, I'll say it for you. You're going to be looking at who wins the Rumble, right? You've had a nice little alliance going with Kevin Owens and you've got Big E bubbling away trying to get back to the scene as well as he calls you the captain. What what do you you know, what do you make of that Kevin Owens storyline? How great was it to see him resign with WWE, for instance? Because I'm assuming somebody like yourself is, is always happy to see great talent stick around. Oh, absolutely. I mean I, I want to work with the best people in the world and Kevin Owens is one of those, no doubt about it. You know, I've been a colleague of Kevin for uh, you know, over fifteen years now and uh, watching him progress to become one of the top performers on the planet um, has been a pleasure. And so I'm very happy that he's around uh, to help <clears throat> push, you know, our company and our industry forward here with me. 
Uh, and so that's awesome. Um, you know, and the story with Kevin is very interesting because, you know, if you know Kevin's history, you know my history. It's not like uh, we've always been the most trustworthy individuals, but um, I think when we can um, gain some advantage by being on each other's side, you know, we're certainly uh, uh, able to do that and willing to do that. And, um, you know, like I said, Kevin's one of the best in the world. So if I have him at my disposal, why not use that? So, um, yeah, I, I'm loving and, and enjoying the time with Kevin. I, I think we have good chemistry uh, on screen. And so, um, you know, we'll kind of see where that goes. But the Royal Rumble uh, is where it all leads. And if, if Kevin wins, then, you know, we might have to put all that aside and have a WrestleMania rematch. I own, I own one anyway. Yeah, well, and that was another great match. But let's finish on this then. You said earlier... Roman was a WrestleMania caliber match main event. I mean, it absolutely is, by the way. Um, so if, if you do have your way and the universal titles are on your way, who, who would you love to face at WrestleMania? Because you've wrestled so many great names. We've had them off on this call just in the past couple of years, man. Like, is there anyone still you'd love to tear the house down with on the biggest stage? Oh, man, there's so many people. I mean, we mentioned a lot of them. You brought up Kevin Biggie. You talked about Roman. You mentioned Brock Lesnar. Um you know, I, I think that um, the Royal Rumble's an awesome place to make new stars, too. You know, you look at someone as recently as Bianca Belair on the female yeah. side, um, you know, winning the Royal Rumble, it catapulted her into superstardom. And so um, I'd love to see that on the men's side. I think there's a lot of guys kind of bubbling, um, and we always need new top faces. And so um, I'd love to see somebody – um, come out of nowhere and when I'd love to see a surprise. I'd love to see who the people get behind, you know? Um, and then, and then who knows? Just, there's, there's tons of guys on the raw roster, you know, Ben Balor is someone that uh, is kind of just sitting right there. You know, you've got a Chad Gable, you know, you've got a Matt Riddle, you got a Randy Orton, you got all these guys, you know, Randy's obviously made, but he's riding a hell of a lot of momentum right now. So, there's tons of guys. You got a Montez Ford. You get there's just lots of guys that I'd love to see take that next step and and use the Royal Rumble as a springboard uh, to a brighter future. Yeah, and you speaking of history, you and Randy have it at WrestleMania as well. Um, but Seth, I know that I've kept you long enough, my friend. Thank you so much for stopping by and having a chat with Talksport today. Can't wait to see you tear it down this Saturday night with Roman at the Royal Rumble. Thanks again, Seth. Yeah, thank you, brother. Take care. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamline my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, 
Tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Always good to hear from the man himself, Seth Rollins. He actually is one of my favorite interviews, Simon, because he is so, I find him to be so candid. He, like sometimes, sometimes he's half in character and sometimes he's not, but he absolutely will tell you what's on his mind. Like, yeah. uh, I remember I was one of the first people to talk to him after the, um, the, the only way I think I can call it is the, the Hell in a Cell debacle with the fiend. Um, and, and you know that he, he flipped and went heel, right? And then I, I I managed to speak to him. I think it was around Rumble season, maybe beyond that. Um, and he totally pulled no punches. He was like, it's WWE's fault. He was like, they held me out to dry. The booking he's was right. terrible. Yeah, yeah he, right. he was right. But he, you know, he, he literally, he was the hottest baby face until basically that title run. It started off great, actually. The AJ Styles match, Money in the Bank, all good. Right. Well, they they did that thing they always did, didn't they? They took everything we liked about Seth Rollins away and went, exactly. "We'll make you John Cena." It's like, you know, don't do and it. Then, and then they gave him Corbin for like four months. Like, yeah, I like Corbin, but I love on. him. But but any uh, feud that's too long. It's too long as a feud. Yep. It is. It really is. Anyway, uh, we <laughs> we digress. Uh, <laughs> so you know, and, and again, I felt like um, talking to him here as well. He he's always candid, and that's what makes him a great interview. So uh, we're in agreement on the men's, it seems. But moving over to the ladies, Becky Lynch is going to be defending against Dewdrop, uh, mm. a match. 15 years in the making, you guys will be able to hear shortly, as Dewdrop told me earlier this week, and I will play that for you after Simon and I discuss this match. Interestingly, it's worth noting before we jump into that, Simon, Charlotte Flair, for some obscure reason, has decided to declare herself for the Rumble so that in the event that she wins, she can pick her own opponent. Um, on paper, I, I understand, but I, pff, terrible. Anyway... What I would say about that <laughs> is it seems like this will be the easy way to pick her WrestleMania opponent. I don't know if that is Lita, but perhaps that was a seed that was planted. What do you make of no title match for Charlotte? She's in the Rumble. I think it's, yeah, I'm, look, I liked it when we did it with Brock, you know, last year, because that felt fresh and different and there wasn't really anybody lined up, but there's more than enough people we could have had a mini feud with for Charlotte. I think given that, Raw Rumble is basically the big pay-per-view before Mania. I know we have Elimination Chamber in between. You want to be defending those titles on the show where people are fighting in a big match to win that title because it yeah. makes it feel special. It makes it feel important. Whereas if you just go, I'm going to get in the Rumble too, I think it negates it a little bit. But yes, with all the rumors about Ronda Rousey, I think it actually, and Lita, of course, I think it could make it a little bit more interesting. I think you could probably insert a story, a story into it, but it's not what I would have done uh, at all. And I would say that while elements of WWE's women's division has been very good, I also think since 2022 has started, they feel like they are booking week to week as opposed to thinking long term. Oh, We're not. They've been we, they've been doing that for a while, my friend. But go on. Yeah, I know, I know. But I think there are elements last year where it was better. It feels it feels more obvious to me at the moment. However, like you mentioned, Becky Lynch and Dewdrop, and they did push it hard on Raw this week that, you know, they kind of came up together or there was like a teacher-student dynamic. But it would have been great if we could have hammered that a bit more home over the last few weeks instead. Instead, we kind of did the whole, here's a big hammer. 
And what I'll do in my promo is I'll just go, you followed me, you followed, which is fine. Like we, we got it across. And I think it will be good. I think it suffers because in no, especially with the news that you, you know, you teased earlier, Becky Lynch is not losing her championship. It would be ridiculous, which is a shame because you always need that seed of doubt. And I don't think it's planted here. However, I do think they'll have a very good match. Um, you know, Dewdrop's ridiculous name sometimes takes away from the fact that she is a very good wrestler and she was a very good wrestler over here and she was uh, in NXT UK, et cetera, et cetera, everywhere else she's gone. And I think they'll go out there trying to prove a point. And hopefully that doesn't, well, you know, hopefully you don't have the match and then Dewdrop just vanishes off the face of the planet, which has happened to uh, <laughs> to many, uh, many, many uh, number one contenders. But I think it will be a good match. I think it'll be a fun match. I don't think it's going to be go very long, which is a shame. But yeah, Becky Lynch will absolutely win. Yeah, I, I totally concur with that. Um, it, it kind of reminds me of when Orange Cassidy was challenging in Kenny Omega's title reign. He was in the triple threat, right? Yeah. Um, and I thought, well, there is, there is literally no way that Orange Cassidy will dethrone Kenny Omega, but they've found a way to make it a very engrossing and enjoyable match. Uh, and I feel like they have all the tools to do that here. Dewdrop is a very different opponent to what Becky has faced, which intrigues me. I also think Becky's having one of the best in-ring runs since she came back. Um, you know, uh, basically her work with everyone has been great. So it, I'm intrigued to see what she can do with with a Dewdrop. Um with a dewdrop. I, I don't know uh <laughs> exactly what dewdrop is it character-wise. Do you know what I mean? Like um yeah I, I I'm not gonna pretend to be like this a vast indie wrestling you know nerd or encyclopedia. I am much more aficionado to WWE and AEW uh, and the surrounding territories, but you know, from what I understand and the clips that, and the stuff that I have seen. In stardom, she was really good, right? As yeah. like this kind of dominant force. There's like a beast. I would like to see some of the beast unleashed is what I'm trying to say, Simon, on, on Becky, giving her a real stern test at the Rumble. So, yeah, I, I think Becky absolutely wins. Um, but we might as well touch on the subject now. Fightful released a report last night saying that they had uh, news that they were pushing to get Ronda Rousey back for the Royal Rumble. Uh, just to read the Fightful Select note, it said, Fightful has learned that Ronda Rousey's return has been discussed internally to the point that it's considered a poorly kept secret. How about that, Simon, in wrestling? Um, Shocked. Shocked. <laughs> uh, and it has been mentioned to talent outside the company. I don't even know what that means. Fightful is told that Rousey was a name tossed around as a potential Royal Rumble entrant, or at least to have some participation in the Rumble. Uh, we've been told from those inside WWE there's been, uh, that she has been training as of late as well, uh, and they think it's a matter of time of when, not if, she returns. Um, very Big interesting. News. She gave birth in September. It's worth noting. So she's only, what, four months postpartum. But mm. I mean, we saw Becky Lynch get back into ridiculous shape. Um, it would be still a quick turnaround, but of course, Rousey is a ridiculous athlete by all accounts. Yeah, she's a um, super athlete, right? So she probably she has the mentality as well, which I think is always the hardest thing. You have that mentality mm. to get back in shape, especially if you have a deadline of the Royal Rumble. That's probably gonna, that's probably going to help. But I hope this happens as soon as it broke. I know some people are like, oh no, it means Bianca Belair is not going to win the Rumble, and I totally get that. But, you know, WrestleMania season, whether you like it or not, is about star power. And Ronda Rousey is a massive mainstream star. And I also I think it opens up the doors for a lot of things you can do. Yeah. Listen, this is this might 
rub people the wrong way. The two biggest matches WWE have up their sleeves with anyone is the Rock and Reigns, if you can get that at WrestleMania, and Lynch and Rousey. Yep. I don't care what anyone says. That is the two biggest matches they could possibly put on. And I'm talking for um, exposure, mainstream press, but also just, you know, esteem and prestige and star power. Those are the two biggest matches they could possibly conjure. And if you get Rousey and Lynch this year, presumably you get Rock and Reigns next year in Hollywood. Um, I think you have to do it. And yeah. in my opinion... I was just until this rousing news broke, I was all for the Bianca Belair repeat. I really was. Uh, there was even a little bit of me that thought, you know what? Rhea Ripley, um, the redemption story to Charlotte Flair. She never got it. I would like to see. Yeah, chuck her out. I would like to see her do it. Yeah, play some story in there, right? Like, I would like to see her finally avenge Charlotte Flair because she really didn't get the rub of the green no, left feud no, she did not. Uh, <laughs> that was me putting it the lightest that's ever been put. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, I, I do think you have to go with Rousey and Lynch. And I've heard some people kind of go, oh, you know, well, maybe you put Bianca Belair in there as well. I, I just feel like now people really want the singles of Lynch and Rousey. The only caveat to that is people were crying out for Lynch to tap out Rousey at this point. And Rousey in her time away, Simon, hasn't exactly been the most endearing person. Lest we forget some of the comments she made about WWE fans and, um, you know, I think around some of the releases, she was really, really combative um, with how some people were suddenly cared in her mind. Um, so what's the dynamic when she comes back? Is she the big baby face reaction? Are we meant to cheer her if she wins the Rumble? Is Lynch the, the heel? Are we... You know, is Rousey coming back to dethrone Lynch or is Lynch going to tap out Rousey like we all wanted many years? I, I don't know where that sits. This is my worry, right? This is my worry. Look, I love WWE, but they they, they get this wrong a lot. Yeah, they <laughs> yeah. do. They so do. My, my fear is that they are sitting there right now in their Stanford HQ Connecticut Tower and they're being all like, well, Becky Lynch is already established as a heel, which she is not. She gets no. cheered every single week and they think Ronda Rousey, mainstream, so everyone loves Ronda Rousey, completely forgetting what happened last time, which they do. Again, they do. I'm not calling them out for it. I'm just saying it's a fact. So they will align this whole thing. The Becky Lynch is the bad guy and Ronda Rousey is a good guy. And on day one, after the initial, oh my gosh, Ronda Rousey is back, it's going to be like John Cena, Royal Rumble 2008. They'll react because it's cool and then their brains kick in. Oh yeah, we don't like you. And they will just boo her. And the story for at least five weeks they will try and try and try and try, and then we'll get two weeks before Mania. They'll go, ah, screw it. Flip and it. Becky Lynch will be a good guy again, and uh, and Ronda Rousey will be a bad guy. So that's where I worry. And Becky and Ronda will tag. Right? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that much can they we coexist? Know. Can they coexist? <laughs> no, no, they can't. <laughs> also, I I, I want to. I, I take it literally now. So I take it literally as in because they can't coexist. One is just going to vanish. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> evaporate because they couldn't coexist in this timeline. Happens. So, but the thing is, Becky Lynch is a massive star. Ronda Rousey is a huge star. And that's why it will work because it's a WrestleMania. Also, when you start looking at the WrestleMania card, we've already mentioned a couple of matches. Let's say we do Charlotte versus Lita. Let's say we do uh, Becky Lynch versus Rousey. It feels like a WrestleMania. I'd be very upset for Bianca Belair because it kind of feels like, again, she's going to be slotted away. However, she's amazing. She's great. Eventually, she will get her chance because she has to. 
and she will smash that too. So it will be fine, even though I don't necessarily agree with the way that we've got there. So I would imagine that Ronda Rousey, Rousey probably, you know, does come in. Probably, I we're going to talk about it in a second, wins the Rumble. And then we head to Lynch versus Rousey, where Becky Lynch should beat her. Because I don't think Ronda's going to hang around post-mania either. No, nor do I. And I do think there is perhaps the story of Bianca Blair avenging Lynch a year on. Yes, at, some, at SummerSlam, you know, yep. it, it, you've got the history there and you could build that story and maybe she could, you know, feel hard done by for not being presented or positioned as she should be at WrestleMania. I, look, I when I, I remember seeing Bianca Blair in, in a download tent, uh, <laughs> God, um, I don't even know. 19, 18? Yeah, yeah, 18. Uh, yeah, it was eight, uh, 18. It was 18. I was still at Gimme Sport at the time. And, and she wasn't established by any stretch, wasn't on NXT TV at the, at the time. Um, and she was one of the most obvious stars you've ever seen in your life. You know what I mean? Like built yeah. incredibly, really you know, attractive, athletic, uh, has like that kind of palpable charisma, all of that. Happy, happy. Which yeah. People forget how important that is. When someone's happy, you go, oh man, I feel happy too. Exactly. You know, she, she's got all of those endearing traits. And when you watch the ascension she's had on the main roster. Okay. It was a slow sluggish start. We all know, you know, she was on raw doing nothing for a while, but then since it kicked into the rumble last year, she's maybe settled into kind of superstardom as it were better than anyone I can remember in recent memory. She is, she is a legit top star now. That's what she is. Um, And those don't happen for WWE every single day. So, you know, and there's a lot of Sasha Banks and Bailey should take some credit for that ride for Bianca Blair. I think, um, but still, she's done amazingly well. Uh, I'm sure they'll still find something cool for her at WrestleMania, but uh, I don't know. When you when you think about the two women's title matches, is there really going to be another one? Spotlight singles, hard well, to imagine. I, I, I have a prediction for Bianca Belair at WrestleMania, but I'll okay. wait until we get to the Women's Raw Rumble because it all ties in. Okay, well, let, let's do the Rumble now because we're going we're gonna to do that um, because it all ties in, I guess. But but you know, and then we'll and then we'll do play do drops interview, and then we'll talk men's rumble. So women's royal rumble, as we've already established, Charlotte Flair is in it as the SmackDown Women's Champion. On the caveat that if she wins, she can pick who she challenges. We already know WWE have got a host of legends coming back: Michelle McCool, Lita, uh, Summer Rae. She's a legend, guy. You heard. Um, <laughs> oh man, that whole thing. <laughs> I wanted to rip my eyeballs out. Leave the poor woman alone. For Why do sake. you care so I much? I know. Just like, let, let, let her have a moment. Let her have yeah, it. Who cares? Like, I, I know, and you know, that there's a vast difference in CVs between, let's say, Lita and Summer Rae. But, but Jesus, like, why would it matter was, to you that much? Yeah. That you, that, and also, you know, do not take away from the fact that Summer Rae, however she got there, made it to WWE. That's yeah. pretty good. So okay, if you want to give her a, if you want to give her a pat on the back and say good work, then do it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. And she did do her own thing. I mean, I, I don't know why this is turning into a bat for Summer Rae, but like you know, <laughs> with total divas, and yeah, there is an era that she contributed to greatly in WWE. Yeah. Like, come on, like let, let's. I, I don't know what people get out of going. Please. Why? If you've got nothing nice to say, just just chill. It's really uh, mean. It just. It mean. is. <laughs> it is. It's senseless. Anyway. Um, legends are in the rumble <laughs> and 
We, that's something unusual for WWE, right? That they announce this ahead of time, but we know that Mickey James is going to be there as a knockouts women's champion. Apparently, according to Fightful, the inspiration, formerly known as the Iconics, were also contacted. Um, Simon, we all thought, I, I did anyway, I thought it was set for Bianca Belair to repeat. And I thought it actually made sense to get back to Becky. Uh, now with the Ronda Rousey spanner in the works, I think if Ronda is in the Rumble, she wins it. She goes and she faces Becky. It's that simple. Have you have you got any thoughts to the contrary uh, or any surprises that you think that might turn up? I, I do, yes. I think if Ronda Rousey is in it, she should win it because we can all sit here and you know moan about it, but that's what's going to get the most press. And that's yep. what WWE needs right now. Like, it's just true. She is a mainstream star, even though the internet has decided this morning that she's not anymore. That's what I was <laughs> told. She's not a star anymore. I was like, mm, she is. Sorry, I don't mean to be that guy. So yeah. I think she should. If she shouldn't, yes, I'd give it to Bianca Belair. But I'm going to boom she is in it because there's way too much smoke. So I think the best way to come out of all of this is like you say, Ronda wins, goes on to fight Becky. Lita throws out Charlotte. Cool match, Lita versus Charlotte Flair. I enjoy it, nostalgia. And yeah. then my big surprise, which is, I mean, it doesn't matter because Ronda's going to be a surprise anyway. But you need another one, given we've announced 18 people, whoever the hell it was. <laughs> so I understand that this is a bit of a Hail Mary, given the, um, what do you call it, uh, recovery time. But I think Bailey is going to be in the Royal Rumble. Uh, you can't have Bailey in there, Simon, and her no, not win. No, you but can't. here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I've got it all planned out. Right. Okay. So even if she's not 100%, it's Royal Rumble, smoke and mirrors, move on to WrestleMania. You've got three, two months, whatever it is to recover. You need something else at WrestleMania in order to ensure that Bianca Belair keeps going up on this trajectory. And we know how WWE sees Bailey. I think she should be put in the mega superstar category. They okay. seem to see her as a, I don't mean this disparagingly, but they do have these positions for people, a Dolph Ziggler or mm. a, uh, pff, oh, there's loads of, you know, there's loads of people in that, in that role. Yeah, like the gateway. Um, the Gateway, Cesaro, uh, but you don't need to be Seamus. There's, there's a lot. There's a Seamus, a lot. Yeah. right? So I think if Bailey comes back, she has her big surprise, which will rock. She throws out Bianca Belair, and then you do Bianca Belair versus Bailey at WrestleMania. I think Ooh. that is an awesome match. I think yeah. it has the gravitas that you want. And while I would never advocate for Bailey coming back and losing her first big match against Bianca Belair, it's okay. And they do have some history, which they've never put to bed. And once again, when I'm just forgetting about wins and losses and all that nonsense that sometimes we do get carried away with, from a purely fan enjoyment storyline, that works for me. And I think it will be great. I would lose my actual mind for Bailey in the rumble i i don't think the timeline if it was an acl lines up it'd be incredible no, it doesn't if, at if, all, it, yeah. if it does but um you know if she is okay wow yeah i mean still she might be okay for mania even if you don't factor in the rumble but well she could she could pull a sid vicious right or a hulk hogan just pull her well, out that's yeah, allowed yeah, yeah. in the rumble you're allowed yeah. to do it <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing as well like she they didn't even. They could have done her and Becky last year, and WWE chose not to. Never Indeed. forget that. Never Indeed. forget that. Uh, anyway, let's get on to Dewdrop, uh, the the fine Scott who is going to be in title contention with Becky Lynch this Saturday. Uh, I had the chance to speak to her last week, and man, there were some great. She's just such a lovely, lovely person, uh, and you guys are going to get to hear that firsthand right now with Dewdrop. Pipes. 
How are you? Hi, friend. I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm not too bad. Thank you very much. Delighted to have the pleasure once more. We're joined um, also by Matilda today. Don't mind her. <laughs> good running. That's a great running. <laughs> just roaming, doing what you want. Yeah, she's just always like, who are you talking to? I want to talk to them too. <laughs> I want to be friends. Yeah. Oh, dogs are always welcome with me. Uh, <laughs> my kids are currently actually moaning at me to get one, but I just don't know, Pipe. I don't know. <sighs> if you've got the time, that's it's exactly the best thing it. you can do. But if you don't have the time, it can be the worst thing you can yeah. do. This is exactly my conundrum. But nonetheless, mm. speaking of conundrums, uh, welcome back to Talk Wrestling here on Talk Sport. <laughs> Do drop in the house once more. We had the chance to talk uh, last November when you were actually mm-hmm. on these shores, in these shores. I don't know. Either way, you were here. And <laughs> now we're heading to the Royal Rumble. And there's a title shot on the way. <gasps> Do drop Becky Lynch. It's going to go down in St. Louis. Man, I'm excited for you. Um, Let's talk about the road to that. You're going to have a title match in one of WWE's biggest pay-per-views of the year. Like, when you just kind of say it out loud, uh, it's a very, very cool, very, very (laughs) cool milestone is what I would say, right? Like, that's a hell of a position to get to. How does it feel to actually be preparing um, for such a, you know, it is a grand stage. It really is. It really is. Like, when you think about it, there isn't really there isn't really a whole lot of bigger moments, you know what I mean? Like, we're on, I would say, for me personally, Royal Rumble, I would say is the second biggest show of the year. I would. You know, and um, to to be facing Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's Championship on such a huge event, there isn't really much bigger steps than that, is there? And I, honestly, I, I feel like, you know when when you played Lara Croft and you you found the secret tunnel and then suddenly <laughs> you're in the last the last level? I, I feel like I've just like somehow accidentally stumbled into some short wrestler shortcut of success and now I've ended up here and I'm like, how did I get here? <laughs> <laughs> how do I get back? What have I done? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not entirely sure what I did, but okay, this is cool. Let's run with it. <laughs> um, it it's wild, man. Honestly, like I am just uh constantly dumbfounded but cautiously optimistic um about the whole thing i'm just um like trying not to um trying not to uh get overwhelmed by it all because it, it is a lot you know what i mean like i feel mm. like there's just so much that's been handed to, like you know put in front of me and i'm just kind of like oh cool yeah absolutely i can totally deal with this not gonna have um, an existential crisis don't worry about it everything's fine <laughs> what are you worried about <laughs> but like you said as well though i mean you said it yourself uh having it with becky as well you know i mean it's not it's not just the name big time becky she really is one of the biggest stars in professional wrestling full stop uh these days so like that's kind of perfect too that it's with her i know she said recently um in an interview that she actually wanted to wrestle you as well so kind of feels like the perfect storm it really is and um I don't know if you know this, but I have been waiting 15 years for this match. Mm. So way back when I had first started training in a little warehouse in the middle of Linwood, Scotland, um, there really wasn't many experienced girls in the UK wrestling scene at all. Mm. Um, there was me, there was Nikki Storm, who had also just started out. And down in England, there was Jetta and Mischief and I think Erin Angel. And then over the way in Ireland was uh, Miss Rebecca Knox. Mm-hmm. 
And um, we were very aware of, you know, um, and Becky at the time, even even back then, was the at the top of our game. You know what I mean? And she was the she was the girl that our trainers were trying to get in to work with us and have matches so that that we could learn from her and get some of her experience. But sadly, um, unbeknownst unbeknownst to us at the time, she was just kind of you know, packing up that end of things there for her move over to the US to, to be signed with WWE. So we made efforts to try and get her over and stuff, but it didn't work out. So 15 long years later, here we are. You've and it's, um, it's it's one big ass circle to go in. But, <laughs> 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 but we got there. <laughs> I mean, Speaking of, of getting there, I do want to touch on the series of matches you had with Bianca Belair in December. You know, I know that um, you had, you know, often you get wrestling fans, oh, see, we're seeing rematches, right? And you had three weeks in a row, Bianca, but nobody was saying that, right? Everyone was like, wow. And it, it was like, to me, it was like a great crescendo to that final match where she actually finally gets you up, KOD, all of that great stuff. I thought it was so, so well done. And it gave you all the momentum into the triple threat. Like, Talk to me about working with Bianca, because again, to me, and I think I tweeted this after the first kind of like interaction you had on Raw, and I was like, oh, it's going to be great when they get to that moment. And then, and it was like, you two kind of seem made for each other. Right, like, I really, well, it's a double-edged sword working with Bianca because one, she has an incredible mind and she's excellent to work with. Two, that lassie hits like a train. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm I'm used to being the 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 bigger person in a match, um, but whoa, is that what I've been doing to people all these years? Oh my god, I feel so bad. <laughs> um, I you know I was just I, I was just as shocked with um, the series that me and Bianca got to have at the time as 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 how you know I'm feeling about walking into this title match. Like I feel like things change so quickly and, and you know, the the landscape is always evolving and changing and you you may feel like, oh, okay, this is the way that we're going, but then because of X, Y, Z, things change and I, I, I don't think it was anybody's plan for us to go, oh, let's go and put Bianca and Dewdrop in a best of three. Like, I don't think that was anybody's plan, but, you know, we went out there and... Um, Somebody must have really liked it because we did it again and then we did it again. Well, I mean, I, I did hear you talk about it on with uh, Taylor Wilde, <laughs> who I love, by the way. Um, and, you know, you, I think you, you alluded to the fact that maybe the, the boss man himself uh, was a fan of what went down. And I, like I just said there, it's kind of the beauty of pro wrestling, right? Because you, you lost that series. But it actually gave and you somehow, the so, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like because it was done so well, so yeah, I I think you two together had tremendous chemistry. It must have you must have felt great after that third one in particular. Yeah, no, it did. It really did. Like each match did just feel like a little more exciting when we got back. Like like just a little bit more of a confirmation. Like oh yeah, okay, this is going really good. Yeah, you know, and mm. like um, especially like that moment, like. Absolutely, I, like I, I, I'm not a big fan of heights. So this is strange. if it's a if it's a height enough that if I fall from it, I'll die. I'm not scared. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but, if it's a height, but if it's a height where it's like, oh, if I fall from this, it's going to really hurt. <laughs> I'm scared. So the, anybody picking me up is just like 
terrifying for me like if anybody tries to lift me or anything like I'm honestly it's like trying to give a cat a bath just (laughs) (laughs) um so poor poor B like I think you could like see like I've got my my arm like my claws are holding in a hard job just like (laughs) every time she tries to lift me but I think for her it was just like picking up a toddler that woman is just insanely strong yeah obscenely strong um you know i i want to say as as well with that because i know that you did the live loop with her and becky um in, in the uk touch on that in a second for the matches that you've had on raw uh, i know that there's people like tj wilson there and and finley like who have you been working with is it always is it kind of changed around or is there kind of a go-to it changes a lot but um somebody that's actually been working with me a lot is a guy called pat buck Oh, no, Pat, okay, yeah. And he, and he, it was a lot to do with um, mine and Bianca's matches as well. And, um, yeah, I, f- I feel, like, really comfortable with Pat and I, I really like when we work together and stuff like that. So um, I'm hoping you that, you know... Had you chance to meet Pat before getting to Raw? No, no, not at all. Not, not at all. Um, so, yeah, uh, I believe um, I refer to me, him and Bianca as the dream team. <laughs> <laughs> it's solidified now. Is is that kind of like was that part of the comfort as well though doing the the triple threat um you know and, and getting the kind of reps in with people like because like was that the first time you actually did get in a ring with Becky the triple yes. threat yes and um do you know it seems to be happening all the time where the um the triple threat I had with um. Bianca and Liv was actually the first time me and Liv have ever touched as well wow. like like never never worked together in any sort of capacity up until live television um which isn't horrifying in the slightest (laughs) (laughs) Um, but that just seems to be the way of it it's just you know like yeah never done this before but we're just gonna go out there and do it and hope that it works out and i mean it's been going pretty well so far so now let me tell you very good katie ray shirt I can see right. you wearing, yeah. Got my friend. Like I got my matching matching shirt. I, <laughs> I really do need a new one. This one's getting worn because I just wear it all the time. And <laughs> any any opportunity I've got to like, you know, um, rep right. my friend, I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it brings me on to friends. Um, I'm, it was sad to see that Tony Storm obviously departed WWE. Um. I, I guess just what's your reaction to that in the sense, I mean, we all just want her to kind of go and do whatever. Yeah. Make her happy, I guess. Um, you know, one thing I, I do want to kind of clear the air about is um, when the interview with Taylor Wilde came out, I think a couple of people thought that I was taking some shots at Tony um, really? by, yeah, yeah. Well, I was like, well, I was kind of talking about, oh, you know, some people, aren't very happy with things but um, I kind of just take every opportunity and then some people I saw online like oh she's taking shots at Tony for leaving but that, that interview was actually filmed quite a few months ago so <laughs> definitely <laughs> it wasn't shots at anybody but def- I'm definitely not taking shots at one of my own friends Jesus um, I'm actually really proud of her you know that because she's had like you know some issues over her own times as we all do like everybody has their own stuff but for her to like stand up and take charge of her own happiness I absolutely admire um and I don't think anybody could ever fault her for that and Tony's a star you know what I mean like Tony just just exudes charisma and 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 star quality so I have absolutely no doubt that whatever she decided to um do next is 
just going to be an ultimate success for her. Yeah, she'll be great, whatever she does. I have every yeah. confidence in that myself. Um, you know what I want to talk about as well, since we're on solos here? Mickey James mm. is making a, uh, a a shock return. How exciting, right? I know. Um, to, you know, obviously, Impact Knockouts champion right now. Uh, again, a WWE legend that you could perhaps cross paths with. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I know you're in the title match at Royal Rumble, but yeah. Who knows? Uh, what do you make of, of Mickey James returning? Is is she like an old favourite of yours in the company? Yes, yes, absolutely. You know, me and Mickey have crossed paths once before, um, way back in Preston City Wrestling on a Halloween show. And it was a match with myself and Ken Anderson and Mickey and her husband, Nick Aldist. Wow. And I was dressed as Princess Peach. And Ken Anderson was Mario. <laughs> My so, daughter would have gone crazy for this match. <laughs> a slightly different scenario, um, but I'm actually really, really happy to to see her coming back. And I just, I absolutely love a boss woman. You know what I mean? Mm. And she's just the epitome of that. And I cannot wait. Can't wait to see what she's going to do, to be honest. Because, again, world's her oyster, you know, like she's calling the shots now. Um, so I'm sure it's going to be very, very exciting, and I'm, I'm a bit giddy for her, to be honest. You're right, though. You mean in the time she's left WWE, she really has done so much. Right. Um, you know, staying on that theme, there's a lot of legends in town for the Royal Rumble. Mm. Uh, you know, like we saw Lita on SmackDown and the Bella Twins and Michelle McCall. There's a whole host of women coming back uh, for the Rumble this year, already announced. Like uh, again, like when you get in the presence of these ladies at the event, do you tr- what? What kind of person are you? Are you like shy, or are you trying to introduce? Are you trying to get some nuggets I'm, of information? What are we talking about here? I'm very shy. I'm. I'm actually like one of the. It's. It's really weird. I'm like. I. I would say I'm a bit like you know those um those little fake cans of peanuts that you get where someone goes, oh, do you want a peanut? And then you over there they go, ah, that's me. I'm all, I'm all very shy and quiet and unsuspecting and don't want to talk to him. Then you get to know me and then, ah, and everybody's like, oh my God, shut up. Um, so it, it takes me a while. It does take me a while to like come round and be like, hi, I'm coming, nice to meet you. It's a of you. Um, but do you know what? I'm hoping that this won't be the last that we see of these ladies because now is just an excellent time to be a woman in wrestling. You know what I mean? Like I, and I understand how, you know, I know how wrestling feels like you like speak to anybody who's retired and then come back and it's like, they get a little taste for it again and they want to come back. So I'm hoping that, all these legends are going to come back for the rumble. And like, no, oh, no, do you, do you know what? Do you know what? I think I've got another goal left in me. I, I, that's what I'm putting out in the universe. So let's hope well, that they get the taste for it and they just make their way back. Lita said there could be one more run. Um, I it's mean, is there, is there anyone out of all of those that you particularly, you know, I know you, you can't lose, Best. right? But, yeah, I was about to say, Beth. listen, I would love to see you and Beth. I would love that. And she is looking badass these past few weeks. Isn't she? Oh, she just looks she just looks incredible. I bet she hasn't missed a beat and just she's just the glamazon that she always has been in my even more so now, you know, she just has this this badassness and she's a mum now, so you know that she's tough and you're like, ah, oh, <laughs> incredible. Everybody incredible. says Beth. Everybody. Right, right. Just, I just. Everybody loves Beth, and it, it's, it's not for without reason. You know what I mean? She was such a pioneer of her time, and 
I feel like she could do so much more now. You know what I mean? Um, so I hope that she she gets that shot. Me too. Uh, here's a left field question. Um, I know that obviously you came straight from NXT UK and you ended up on Raw, and we know how that happened via either. Were there any talks at any time that you would come stateside and do the the US NXT and extended run? I mean, so when I like when I first got to NXT UK, it was always with in mind that when we're ready for you, you'll be coming over to NXT US. Mm. Um, and you know, I had, I had all the visa all set up for it and everything like that. It was just a case of like I had my American visa, so that's how we were able to come and do like what was Clyde and like other little runs and stuff like that. Um, and it was really just a matter of time, I think, more than anything. Um, but the big man had some other ideas. <laughs> I, love, <laughs> he, I love it that you just refer to him as the big man. The I big mean, man. He but you know, he, he is. He is, and he is a big man. He, and uh, not only just in like in physical stature, but in presence as well. He just <laughs> yeah. has like a, a very commanding um, presence. Is 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 very. Um, I think some people could be intimidated by it, but I think it's cool because uh, I like. I, Back in my day, like, you know, uh, back home, my dad was always, like, hanging with big biker guys and stuff like that. So I'm not really afraid of people like that, you know. Yeah. I grew up with that kind of thing. Um, But where was I going with this? Sorry, I was going somewhere else. I got distracted. (laughs) You were coming to (laughs) NXT US. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But that's what I was saying. But I don't think it's, um, you know, things aren't aren't as... ABC is what they used to be. With yeah. <laughs> that rhymed. Um, we've got we've got Grayson and AJ going into a little thing, and like I, honestly, I think all bets are off. You know what I mean? Like uh, you, you could end up. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll show up and take Mandy's title off her. Honestly, who knows what what, the, what could happen? And I know I've got a, a couple of friends at NXT who are absolutely giddy that best come back and hope that she maybe makes a little appearance at NXT as well, which I would absolutely love to see. I would buy a ticket to see that. Yeah. Um, so who knows what the journey could be? It's just not as not as one way as what it used to be anymore. And it's exciting. Right. I know I have to close up here, so I'm going to give you some quick fire either orders. <sighs> Are you ready? Okay. Okay. All right. This 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 is <laughs> this is adult grown people stuff. Rock or Austin? <laughs> Austin. Oh, you've broken my heart. Uh, <laughs> Trish or Lita? Lita. Edge and Trish Tristan. or the Boys? Oh, oh, how can one choose? <laughs> ah, <Hardy> boys. <laughs> you can't lose. There's no right or wrong answer. Right, that. right. I get uh, lost, lost conquistadors. That's what I think. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> what a run. What a hell of a run. Uh, <laughs> like this, this actual question has more emphasis now because I didn't realise you were scared of heights. Ladder match or a cage match? Oh my god. Oh, oh, both are awful. I don't want to. <laughs> but the cage has got a door. There you go. The cage has got a door and something to hang on to, I guess. Uh, cage match. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and finally, now this is a tough one. Shawn Michaels or Triple H? <gasps> oh my goodness. You're like asking me who my favourite dad is. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> There's no shame in picking up the heartbreak kids. Come on now. He, you know, <laughs> Triple H himself would understand. I'm sure of it. I'm uh, sure. Yeah, yeah, of course. I always like, is what it is. 
it's Shawn Michaels. Anyway, <laughs> speaking of show stopping, what a great segue that is. Uh, do drop Royal Rumble next Saturday. Becky Lynch, Raw Women's World Title. Scotland could have another champion. Be about goddamn time. Bring it back. Right, to Scotland's going to have a new favourite son, and our name's Dewdrop. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a pleasure to have you here on Talksport, Dewdrop. Thank you so much, and good luck at the Rumble. Thank you, Phil. Simon, it's main event time. We're going to be talking the men's Royal Rumble matchup. We've already kind of tasted it earlier. We we we, we dipped in the waters. We did, and we <laughs> and we we said that uh, you know it could be Roman. Or Lesnar. Now, while I'm open to that idea, I still think that you don't need... <laughs> Again, this is something WWE would laugh in my face at. <laughs> don't need to win the Rumble to get there. But uh, still, I don't think you need either of them to win the Rumble to get to each other. Um, I think the winner of the Rumble will face Rollins, personally. Um, and I have a feeling it's Kevin Owens. I just feel like the storyline lining up with the whole alliance and their pals, but there's history at WrestleMania as well. And I don't know, man, there's a little part of me that thinks it's Kevin Owens. I would love it to be Big E. I would love Big E to, to make his way back to the top and have a great moment. Um, I just don't feel like he's done with the main event scene, but I don't know if that would be the hottest WrestleMania match either. And obviously, believe me, guys, listening, it pains me to say anything remotely disparaging about Big E. But uh, I, I think the winner of the Rumble is taking on Seth Rollins. And I do think the most logical person is Kevin Owens. That's just, if I'm trying to make it make sense, that would be it. But the, obviously, the, the idea outside of that is Roman loses and he wins the Rumble. Those are my, those are my two working theories, Simon. Yeah, I, I was all in on Big E. And I don't think my What Culture video has gone up yet why Big E will win the Rumble, which is bad because everything so much has changed. I don't think that anymore. I, was, uh, I still want him to win. But the reason I don't think he will is because I think, you know, by by accident or by by choice, Rollins is going back good guy, right? Which is final, is excellent. And you want a good heel to play off that. You have the inbuilt storyline with Kevin Owens who loves turning on his friends. It's his favorite thing to do. And also from a pure nerd point of view, I mean, it would be the same with Big E, admittedly, but I think now Big E versus Seth doesn't really work in the way that I thought it was going to. Seeing Kevin Owens win the Royal Rumble would make me so damn happy me because too. he's that guy that always deserves more, has never gotten more. And if he can, unfortunately, given everybody else, I don't think they will be in either of the main events at WrestleMania, but I think that actually services them more because they'll probably get more time. However, seeing Kevin Owens get that nod, I'd be so happy. I'm well up for that match, especially because at WrestleMania 36, they never got to do it properly because there was no fans. And yes, my the other one is I can totally see Roman Reigns losing and winning the Rumble because from WWE's point of view, they'd be like, well, he lost his title, but all of a sudden he's, you know, he's flown right up again. And of course, don't forget that Roman Reigns is the, I guess, best loser. Is that the way to put it? You know, he's finished second four times. And I'm sure mm -hmm. that WWE wants to give him that accolade. And do you know what? I'm happy with either. Because if Roman Reigns does win it, it means we can have a badass elimination chamber match with the Raw guys. I mean, imagine that, you know, you'll have Big E, you'll have Kevin Owens, um, probably put Damian Priest in there or something. That'd be so good. And you can Finn get Balor. there that way. 
Finn Balor, if he ever comes back to television, yeah. probably Austin Theory. <laughs> yeah. um, AJ Styles as well is out there as well. So, you know, and I kind of think, well, I'll say this and we'll move on. I think we're probably going to be doing AJ versus Finn at WrestleMania based on nothing apart from my wants and dreams. Um, yeah, I, 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 I think Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns are, are now the front runners after television recently. Yeah, man, it is. It, there's a lot to consider. And, and like you said, the positioning as well, um, because you say Seth Rollins is probably heading to good guy. Roman is too, whether people like it or not. Um, well, he's there already, really, isn't he? Yeah, he, he is there. But I mean, you know, um, the fact that Heyman is now with Lesnar, I guess, is meant to make them the bad guys. But Lesnar is so kind of beloved for this run at the moment. It's making it difficult for the Roman coming out party. I guess it could all just, you know, make a real cocktail of baby face, which is fine. Right. You know, you got That's everyone. As long as you've got the noise, right? The problem with booking face face or heel heel is that you the fans can get confused. I've been there. I've I've seen matches where like, I don't get what I'm meant to do, but mm. I think they're all such mega stars. You get around that kind of automatically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And there's there's stuff to love about all of them. So I, I think that's fine. Um, but yeah, I, I think the ultimate goal would always be, as you said, the Roman coming out party. He's always, I mean, in spite of WWE's efforts, to be fair, but he's going to be the star that they always wanted. Yeah. Um, Seth Rollins, I always, I've argued with people about this a, a ton. I, I, li- I like him as a heel, but I always thought he was a great babyface. Like the Intercontinental babyface, yeah. The Intercontinental title run he had, that work, I think it was 2018, was just sensational. It really mm. was. Um, and then remember how pumped we were for him to win the Rumble, dethrone Lesnar. I was like, yeah, Seth Rollins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then, and then quickly, all the work was was undone again, not by Seth Rollins. So now, hopefully, he gets a chance to redeem that and and have another crack at that, which I would really love to see. Man, we're we're all pumped for a great Royal Rumble slash WrestleMania season. I think so, Rumble's going to be good. I really, really do. I got big hopes. Me too. You know, Louis Dangor is going to be out there. By the way, for anyone listening to this oh, who wants to him. have some coverage on the ground, give me sports own Louis Dangor. Make sure you follow him and and check out what he sees and gets up to out there. Simon, man, what what should the people know about what where to find you and maybe what you're doing uh, in the coming weeks? Yeah, I mean, at Simon Miller 316 that old chestnut on Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> Obviously, check out What Culture on YouTube. Check out me, Simon Miller. Check out Progress, of course. And otherwise, in terms of my next few weeks, yeah, getting pumped for Mania season. Uh, got a bunch of wrestling matches myself, which is cool. Doing the Progress thing. And yeah, just trying to take 2022 and have a nice time. <laughs> That's the goal. <laughs> have a nice time. I can get on board with that. Yeah. That's just... Let's all find our peace and be happy. Come on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Come Damn on. Right. Sounds so simple. Uh, thank does. you very much. to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much to all of you that have tuned in to Talk Wrestling once more. Again, apologies for the sporadic shows, but we're hoping to make it more of a regular thing moving forward this year. Uh, plenty more interviews in the can and planned for the coming weeks. So we should have some exciting stuff to, uh, well, to put in your ears to sound uh, blunt. So thank you very much for joining us here. I am Alex McCarthy, of course, with TalkSport, and we will catch you next time. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.